Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of Parenting in Real Life. Welcome. We hope you guys all had a good Easter. Mm -hmm. The Easter Bunny brought our kids Squishmallows. And if you've never seen Squishmallows, they're the most amazing thing you'll ever feel in your life. They're nice. I love that there's this trend of squishy, pleasant So many squishy things. There's a squishy mushies. Squishy mushies. Squishy mallows. And every other name of squishy you could think of. If you go to the store, there's like a whole, you know, when you walk down Target and they have different um, types of toys next to each other, there's like an entire row of just all squishy stuff. Which I love. Like squishy mushies are just really high quality stress balls. And I love stress balls. And we're not the only ones. Uh, I mentioned last time I teach uh, English to Chinese kids. And one of my Chinese kids, she had a squishy lemon. Yes. And she was like squishing it and just would like let it release (laughs) while I was teaching her. It was awesome. I'm like, see, it's not just Americans. Chinese kids love them too. So there you go. Squishy mallows are pillows, but they're very pleasing. Like velvet yeah, pillows. pillows with a really, like the stuffing in them's just right. It's good. Especially the big ones. We were at the grocery store one time. We saw oh. these massive ones and they're just like, just like clouds. You just yeah. put your hands in and like, I'd sleep oh. on that. They're so squishy and pleasing to push your fingers in. <laughs> so our real life parenting moment. Uh, the other day I was putting Jack's shirt on and it kind of got stuck on his head a little bit. And all of a sudden he starts quacking and I'm just like, okay. So I just keep putting his shirt on. And then after it's on all the way, he goes, I was a duck. I was coming out of my egg. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was funny. I was like, well, that's creative. <laughs> just not even thought about that. Like as I'm putting his shirt on, he starts quacking like a duck. So there you go. Thought that was funny. Clever kid. In interesting news, Alexis and I both saw this. You saw it too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. We are big fans of swaddling our babies. Probably talked about that in our one of our episodes about sure we have. sleep. Um, but you have to wrap them up tight, and now they have things that help with that. Like swaddling blankets with Velcro and stuff. Yeah, that's what we use, Vel- Velcro ones. But when you do it right, they kind of look... Like a little barito. <laughs> and so we both saw they now, there's a company making those swaddling blankets that looks like a tortilla. So it makes them look like a burrito. Literal baby burritos. You wrap them all up and they just look like this little burrito. That's <laughs> fantastic. Easy oh, Halloween funny. costume. <laughs> that is true. Like <laughs> this last Halloween, we didn't dress Lucy up, you know. Hashtag fifth kid. I put her, she had this little snowsuit and it was leopard print. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to call her a leopard. And that's what she's going to be this year. She was adorable. She was adorable. So there you go. Wrap your kids in a burrito blanket and they can be burritos for (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) Now we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back 
at it. And we back. So today we're going to be talking about why raising your kids near their grandparents has scientific benefits. This episode goes out to Scott and Jenna Tanner, Kevin and Michelle McGuire, Annie and Cole Gardner, <laughs> Haley and Jay Brown. This one's for you. <laughs> Those are all of our siblings who don't live near our grandparents. What the heck? <laughs> Well, we used to be there. Uh, we lived in Wisconsin for three years. And we repented. And we're back. <laughs> Nobody else. And so we spent those three years far, far away from family. Um, it's interesting because people told us when we were moving away from family how it's good for your marriage and how their families were strengthened. You know, you just your, in, your immediate family strengthened. Um, but I find that it's interesting as we move back to grandparents, like you can see the benefits of the bonds with the grandparents and the grandchildren. So I think there are good things about both. It's good to live close so they can build relationships, but it's also, it can be good to be far and build the uh, traditions and relationships with your own immediate family. So there's pros and cons to both for sure. So I think we've talked about our story a little bit before, but um, when Alan received the job opportunity to move back to Utah, we felt like we were supposed to take it. And so we moved back. And now that we're here, I think one of the biggest reasons we need to be back in Utah was so that our kids could have good relationships with their grandparents. And we spent, we spent a lot of time with, um, both of our sets of parents. And so our kids have really been able to strengthen those relationships. I remember in Wisconsin, like we would talk about their grandparents, but they would get confused between the two because they didn't always see them very much. And now that we're here, they know like personalities and what their houses are like, you know, and, and different things like that. And so um, they're starting to strengthen those relationships with them. Mm -hmm. I grew up close to my grandparents my so my mom's family all live physically very close, and so everybody was like fifteen minutes apart. The f the three of her five four sisters that live in Utah, um, and so I have tons of memories of going to my grandparents' house. I went there every Monday while my brother, other brother and sister were at piano lessons. So I remember playing in their house and in their yard, and I remember the smells and like I just have all of those memories. Um, my dad's parents were like a half an hour away, which felt like an eternity back then, but <laughs> isn't that far. Um, but we also did a lot with them. So we had, I remember I had very distinct memories of having a sleepover at their house. Um, sleepovers with both of my grandparents are some of my like most clear memories of my grandparents. Um, but just being them being at, um, holidays and performances and things like that, um, I think was important for me as a kid to know that they cared and it was like a bigger circle of family that, that loved me and cared about me and was interested in what I was doing. Alan has the best grandparents. I've been fortunate enough to marry early enough into the family where I was able to see them before they were starting to get a lot older and they both sets are just Super awesome. I didn't meet Alan's um, dad's dad because he passed away before we were married. Um, but the other grandparents I've met, and they're just awesome. Um, for me, I lived near my grandparents 
but we didn't spend a ton of time with them. Um, I don't know. Not totally sure why. I mean, they would come to holiday stuff. Um, when I when we were younger, like elementary school age, I think they would come to like sports events and awards assemblies and stuff like that. But as we got older, I feel like they start stopped coming to as much stuff. And um, and maybe because they were just old. Um, my parents are both in the younger parts of their family. So we're uh, the youngest among the cousins. And so maybe they were just old. And my grandparent, my grandpas both passed away when I was young. And my grandmas have also since passed away. So I actually don't have any grandparents left. Even though we were close in proximity, I don't feel like our relationship was great. So I think even if you are close, you have really have to work at that relationship. Um, both sides, you know, the parent grandparents have to be involved and the parents have to make sure that their kids are involved with the grandparents too. Yep. So I found an article on a website called motherly and they wrote about the five reasons why a close bond with one's grandparents is an amazing gift for your children. So we're just going to go through those five things. So the first one is they have built a built in support system. So that was kind of like I was talking about where my grandparents were at things. Um, a study out of the university of Oxford found children who are close to their grandparents have fewer emotional and behavioral problems and are better able to cope with traumatic life events like a divorce or bullying at school. Um, it provides that sense of security. Mm-hmm. That's not super surprising to me. You just have this additional family member that's close to you, you relate to, you feel safe with. And so when things in another part of your life get crazy, you have that fallback. I always feel like I hear a lot of people um, have a a close relationship, sometimes more to a grandparent than a parent. And maybe it's because if they're struggling with their own parent, you know, where you're in the same home all the time and maybe your relationships are um, your personalities, but heads a little bit. I think having somebody who's not living in your home, but is still related to you and can show you that, you know, love. I think a lot of people develop a really strong relationship with their grandparents because of that. Okay, number two is having an intergenerational identity increases kids' resilience. So I think we've talked about this before, that it's important that kids understand their family history. It just helps them figure out, you know, where they fit in the world. And this can also help them be more resilient and more control in their lives. And so even when the world outside their family seems out of control, they know who they are um, as their family and where they come from. I like our kids at school, they have something called the Mustang Pride Awards. And it's like all of these optional extra activities that they can do. And one of them was uh, to interview a grandparent about what it was like for them in school. I just really liked that one. I was like, oh, that's awesome that they're connecting with um, the generation, two generations before them. And going from, you know, what our parents, what things were like at school compared to them, I'm sure is huge difference and probably eye opening for them. Also, psychologists studied resilience in children after September 11th, um, the terrorist attack, and found that those who knew a lot about their family history were better able to cope with the stress from that. That's interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. The last part of that one says that knowing family history can help a child understand that they're part of something bigger than themselves. I think all of those ladder up into just giving them a better perspective of who they are and where they came from and giving them some history. Mm-hmm. I think all of those things are really important as a kid. I think it helps take kids out of this 
the self-centeredness too. Like naturally kids kind of the world revolves around them. And so I think this helps them learn to look outside of their own, out of themselves and start connecting with families and other times and stuff like that. One of our kids was just struggling with everything tonight. (laughs) Um, But in particular school stuff, and I was able to be, to use my own history to help them feel better. Cause I was a mess in elementary school at all the problems. And this child is smart and doing well in school, but is a perfectionist. And so I was able to say like, Hey, look, I was way worse than you and I turned out. Okay. So just relax. If your first two years of elementary school are getting you down, <laughs> you can bounce back from this. You're going to be all right. The third point is that close ties to a grandparent make kids less ageist. They're less discriminatory towards older people. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I always felt uncomfortable uncomfortable around old people, and I still kind of do. And, um, <laughs> and Alan's dad always makes me say hello to older people. <laughs> And that's really hard for me. And <laughs> when does that happen? Whenever we would do um, the nursing home, the nursing home, we would sing for Christmas time, and he'd be like, "Oh, this is my daughter-in-law," and say, "Come say hello." And I'm like, "No, please don't make me." Aegis. <laughs> he knew. He knew that it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I'm not discriminate discriminatory towards old, old people. It's just sometimes I just you just don't want to interact. With don't them. yeah, I don't want to interact with them. But well, it's discrimination no. for the record, <laughs> that counts because they made me feel nervous. But being around Alan's grandparents more and um, spending time with them has helped me feel less that way. Um, so I think maybe if I just would have been exposed to them more as a kid, I think people can think about their own grandparents when they're thinking, when they see older people and just make that connection. Our kids do not appear to have that at all. No, they are totally fine around old people. And my parents aren't even old people yet. Um, but my great grandparents are still alive and they're getting quite old. Yeah, and they 80s don't, and 90s. they love it. They're not intimidated by it. So I think it's, it's great for them to have even that next generation of perspective. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, we've done things with Alan's grandparents, our kids' great-grandparents. And I think that's great to have them there, have them interacting. You know, they give them hugs and they say hello and stuff. So I think that's that's great awesome. to have them nearby. All right, number four is staying close with your grandparents protect kids from depression as adults. A study in 2014 from Boston College linked close emotional relationships between grandparents and adult grandchildren to lower rates of depressions for both the elderly and their adult grandkids. So I thought that was interesting. It it does both. It's good for the grandparents and it's good for the grandkids as adults. That is really interesting. Yeah. And for grandparents, having a close relationship to a good adult grandchild exposes them to new ideas. And the adult grandchildren benefit from the life experience and advice they get from a grandparent. So again, I think that's, it helps strengthen both relationships because, um, you know, like Alan's grandfather has a Facebook account and an Instagram account. So, you know, like the younger kids are showing them like how to do social media and how to stay connected. 
Um, but then we can learn from the grandparents. Like, this is what life was like for me. And these are the things I've learned in my life, you know, life lessons and stuff like that. So the last point is that kids help grandparents live longer. And Alexis kind of hinted at that, but research suggests that grandparents who watch their grandchildren add an average of five years to their lives. Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty awesome. So watch as in babysit, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Get on that. <laughs> it's for your own good. <laughs> We're helping you by having you babysit our children. <laughs> so some things that our parents do um, right now is they've done sleepovers with our older kids. Um, they always come to birthdays and holidays. Um, we go to museums and different events. Um, we take turns going back and forth between both homes, you know, so they spend time at their grandparents' house, but then they also come over here. So we're still getting used to this whole having grandparents close. Mm -hmm. We had a piano recital that my parents were able to come to. Um, Alexis's parents are going to come to one of Nathan's soccer games. So we've never had kids that are actually doing stuff and grandparents close. Yeah. So we're still like experiencing what that can be like, because there is a lot that they can come to and be at and be supportive of that I think goes a long way. Yeah. I Sometimes I just forget about it because I wouldn't think that my mom would want to come to one of Nathan's soccer games. I mean, he's five, so it's just the kids running around in circles for a half hour. Right. <laughs> but she said she wanted to come. So I was like, oh, like I just didn't even think to ask. So I think that's important too is just, you know, you can just ask. I mean, they don't have to come to everything, but make it a, just let them know so that they have the option to do so. Now, for those of you who don't live uh, close to grandparents, we thought we could give you just a few ideas um, since we were in that boat not too long ago. Been there, done that. Um, the first one that we recommend is force them to come fly out to you. <laughs> force them. <laughs> yes. Best, most surefire way we found is babies. <laughs> Have a baby, they will come. <laughs> the last three babies we had were just to motivate grandparents to come visit us. <laughs> no, we only had two out of state. But we did have... Three in, sounds better. In the three years that we were gone, we had two babies. So <laughs> All the babies. There you go. But they, they came out when we had our babies and spent time with us, and that was really fun. You can also do video chats like on Google or use apps like Marco Polo or even my kids. I guess they have a new um, kids messenger now through Facebook. And um, my girls will use that to talk to um, one of their grandmas and some of their aunts and stuff. So that's another way for them to be able to communicate with them often. Uh, packages, both the both of our parents mm -hmm. are really great at this for holidays and other special times they would send just little care packages with some treats and notes and activities that they can do just so that they know they're thinking of them mm -hmm. which i thought was awesome yeah and also your kids can write letters you know like draw pictures my mom always loved it when our kids would send pictures and she'd put them up on all her little cork board in her um little craft room and stuff so um i think that's a way for you to help your kids remember them too. And like, let's great, you know, draw grandma some pictures of what we did or stuff and just keep them involved. Yep. And we're lucky to live in a time when it's so easy to stay connected mm -hmm. between so FaceTime and all the different ways you can not only talk to, but see each other. And our kids are, or we're, we don't do it much anymore, but we're awful at FaceTime. 
Because it's like, oh, camera, grandparents, and they would just explode. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Yes. Oh, they would get so crazy. They're just like, our kids are always crazy, and they would turn it up a notch whenever we would do FaceTime with grandparents. Because then they want to show the grandparents all their crazy little faces and that, I don't even know. Like, so a few times we, we would take the kids one at a time. One parent would take the phone and a kid and just have one kid at a time. Yeah. Because they're they're much better when they're not competing for screen time. Um, and so that worked a little bit better. That's but true. I forgot about that. We had crazy days just on video calls. Block that from my memory. Oh, yep. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so to wrap up, it's good to have good relationships with um, grandparents. Um, it gives kids a built-in support system. It helps you have less ageist kids. It gives protects them from depression as they grow up. And it helps grandparents live longer. So win, 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 win. <laughs> it's a lot of winning. It's a lot of winning. <laughs> so that is uh, that's a wrap. Tanners, McGuire's. Browns, gardeners, you've been served. <laughs> this is your notice. I'll give you six months. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some helpful tips. You can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at PIRL Podcast or Lorkeet Sisters. You can tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner1. You can also find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash P-I-R-L. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, give us a rating. We, I think, generally are found because people either search parenting or people tell other people about it. So if you know a parent that you think could benefit from laughing a little bit about parenting and maybe learning some things about parenting... Share our podcast. That's where how I find all the podcasts I listen to is by people saying, oh, this is good. So anyways. Podcasts are becoming more popular. I heard someone today just be like, oh, you should listen to this podcast, you know? So when people are asking, hey, what's a good parenting podcast? Give a little plug in. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) We appreciate it. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.